just rushed the plate after I threw a fastball at your head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I don't know what any of that means, but I, I, I know what it feels like. So there you go. It, it, it'd be like, yeah, hitting you in the head with a 80 mile an hour baseball and then being like, oh, what the fuck? And then running at you oh, and punch gotcha, you gotcha. some more. Gotcha. I mean, hey, what do you mean getting hit by the fucking fastball I threw? <laughs> Boom. Take yeah. that, motherfucker. Yeah, it'd be like being in a shootout in hockey and just skating toward the goalie and just whipping your stick at him. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, it was kind of not fair. <laughs> like, I've kind of had the material for that in the can for a while. Got you. But, uh, I'm sitting there going, how did he fucking get all of that? I'm sitting there going, God, brilliant, brilliant. No, you fucking already had that shit walking in you. Yeah, dick. locked and loaded. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and I had for quite a while because, as I said, I've been wanting to do that for quite some time. But. And, and, and again, ha- having thought about what you said and having re-listened to it, I'm like, it's a much better movie than I get it credit for, yeah. uh, which was the whole point of last week. Well, well, hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we reflect on our past episodes. <laughs> so you and, don't have to. We talk about horror movies. So you, hey, you got it, kind of. Almost. I was you, right there. You kind of had it. It's... It's a it's a Christmas miracle. Woo-hoo. It is not Christmas yet. Yeah. <laughs> Nor was that a miracle. It, it, that's just simple uh, knowledge retention. Well, and actually, you know, broken clock it was right twice a day. It was nothing to celebrate, actually. Mm-mm. James, I'm ashamed of you all over again. Ah, good. Status quo has been reached. All right. <laughs> we already did the hay thing. All right. All right. Should we just... Let's just jump right should into we, this Should we proceed? Part. I can ask the question. I don't know. I'm. I was gonna do the the name of the film and like the cast list and uh, stuff. I suppose I like. Kind of like kind of like we usually do. You know, I, Once I got... again, you have dropped the ball. Hey, look, I got a little ahead See? of myself. I was all excited for this one win. See, once again, I kind of led you into a trap because I knew if I would. Uh... Uh, stutter and putter around for long enough, uh-huh. you, you would fall into the doing things in the wrong order. But hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am one of your hosts. Fuck you, Chris. I am James, and I am the other one of your hosts. And this week, we are talking about the 2017 Argentinian film Terrified, mm-hmm. written and directed by Damien Runga. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Argentinian name list. And I'm going to get back at you just by watching you stumble on Hispanic names that I can very <coughs> easily pronounce. <laughs> Please. Starring Maximiliano Guion as Funes, Norberto Gonzalo as Jano, Elvira Oneto as Dr. Elbrick, and George L. Lewis as Rosenstock. Holy shit. Fucking eat it. Did you fucking practice that shit? A little. Okay, because goddamn. Yeah. That is the best thing you've ever done. I stood in the mirror and tried to do it all straight faced. (laughs) Then I stood in the mirror and did it with my shirt off. Ooh. Come on, I got to do a podcast. I I imagine the entire crowd naked when I did it, Mm. so it really took the pressure off. (laughs) And then when you finished ejaculating, you practiced. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't be coarse. (laughs) Please, James. This is a family show. My God. Hey, James. How did you like Terrified? I fucking loved it. Yeah. I had a fucking blast with this movie. It's real fucking good. Yes, it fucking is. It is just... It's like a stripped down fucking drag... I don't know how to explain it. It's like a roller coaster and a drag racer at the same time. Yeah. Because it's just paced well. It's shot well. Fucking... 
all the characters drag you in. Mm-hmm. They don't explain nothing. They don't excuse nothing. <laughs> yes. And it's fucking, it was just, as a piece, just beautiful. All the shit that I've liked from a bunch of different movies, foreign, domestic, everything was in that movie and done well. And I fucking loved it because I can now recognize shit. And I'm like, God damn, they did all the shit I like from other movies. Uh-huh. And then they did some more shit. And even the shit that was kind of not even good, I didn't care by that point because I cared enough about the characters that it was fucking horrifying. Uh-huh. It plays the hits, but it does them right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. And I don't feel like I was bludgeoned. You know? No. It wasn't, I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong. The, the scares were short, sharp, and fucking brutish. It was just, go, dear. Yep. It, and it wasn't always just a physical scare. Sometimes it was an emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, you're yeah. like, fuck, no. Yeah, absolutely. So this movie hit everything, and I loved yeah, it. It really hits on every nerve center. It's a, uh, it's a brutal horror, like terrifying horror mm-hmm. film yeah. wrapped in a mystery. And, and the thing about it is that, no, again, nothing is really resolved. No. Yep. Okay, yeah. so if that's where you want to go with the first thing, that is what kind of what I wanted to talk about because that can go easily very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it a lot of times where they try and do a mystery and it comes off as, well, if you don't know, then why the fuck would I care? And it's very, very hard to do what they did in this film, mm-hmm. which is to leave a... They answered no questions. Nothing is resolved. We learned absolutely nothing. And at the end, you go, holy shit, that was a good movie. Yes. It's so goddamn hard to do that. And we've seen it other times. And we've seen a lot of the impulse to explain mm-hmm. your your boggins or whatever. Yeah. Because I was thinking about... Uh, have you seen Sinister... The Ethan Hawke no, no, I movie? No. Okay, well, Ethan Hawke finds uh, 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 film reels in his attic, and it's people getting hung and uh, yeah, whatever else. Shit, yeah. And then about halfway to two-thirds of the way through the film, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio shows up to just completely explain what the Boggins is. What the demon or whatever oh, is. Oh, gotcha. Because usually if Vincent D'Onofrio shows up, oh, shit's no, about he, to fucking he, kick off. The funny thing is he's not even really in the movie. He's on a webcam. Ah. Yeah, like they webcam him in because he's some professor who's just like, yep, it's this demon. Boo. This movie does not do that at all. Nope. It explains nothing. Mm. Not even a hint. It, well, okay, it gives us a hint that it's kind of like water-based. Yes, that's all we get out of it. And my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is when shit's kicking off and they're each in their separate apartments, what do we do now? I fucking don't know. We're, I'm just, we're just document everything. Nobody Docu- knows. And the one guy, always unafraid, he's like, yeah, they, if, if you're afraid, afraid, fear is contagious. And I'm just like, oh, because the guy's out of his mind with PTSD and all that shit. And I'm like, fuck, he's got a heart condition. Whoa, goddamn, this movie is good. Yep. <sighs> so one of the only like kind of strikes that I have against it is it is a lot of stuff that we've seen mm-hmm. and it, there are a couple jump scares, but I think every jump scare in this is pretty fucking earned. It is because I've seen movies with jump scares where you go, I know there's a jump scare coming. Boom. There it is. They ratchet in a short, short period of time 
and, and because this movie was so quick to me, it was just such a, but the, the jump scares, they set them up, but they ratchet the tension in, in a shorter period of time than I'm used to. So like all of a sudden I'm tense, I don't know why I'm tense, and then jump scare. It wasn't telegraphed as much as a lot of things, you know, and, and there were parts where you think there were going to be jump scares and there weren't, which I thought was great too. Mm-hmm. So you never know, oh geez, you're never quite settled. Yeah. And those are my favorite movies that unsettle me, and I can't put my finger on why I'm constantly unsettled. And, so, and I'm not one to really let bad effects ruin a movie for right. me. But, I mean, if you are one of those people, the very beginning with the lady being slammed around in the bathroom, mm-hmm. it doesn't look great. Like, it's clearly this is made on a budget. Right. And so if that kind of thing bothers you, I guess those would be, like, the only critical strikes that I have against this movie. Or when, when the creature came up, over the transom and you could finally see it with the yellow eyes. I'm like, eh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than that, it yeah. doesn't ruin it for me whatsoever. And they make you, this is my favorite thing. I now have a favorite thing in horror movies when they do simple shit and scare the fuck out of you. It, whether it's a camera angle, a glimpse in a mirror, a movement, a just that subtle that scares me more half the time than, than seeing anything or watching the kill or anything. That, that feeling of unsettledness, I think, is my favorite part of these horror movies. That, that uneasiness, that, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen? And never being quite sure. I love that. I see. But as I was saying with the effects, to counter that, there is also the window shot. Which one? Where uh, I think it's Jono uh-huh. is looking through the window pane into the other house yes. when he's on the phone. Yes. And the camera just shifts over and there's the demon. Yes. And he shifts back over and it's gone. And the mm-hmm. ca- dude, that is an amazing technical shot that is just absolutely gorgeous. My 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 aunties used to tell ghost stories and I don't remember but I just remember that there's there's another world that lives like on the side of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And that if you can see it, they can get you. The shadow people? Yeah, but, but it, it was part of a folklore. It was part of something I've heard growing up. Just little bits and things. So that was in there. And I, used to, I read this tale. It's called, I forgot, The Princess and the Curdy. But when the goblins are chasing you, every time you turn around and look, they gain on you. But if you can maintain that bravery and never look back. So I'm having all this shit happen to me. And I'm watching this movie. And the people in the side, and they talk about this shift of light. And, mm-hmm. and if you shift back and forth... And you see Janice close, kind of half close one eye and one eye open, and and then you're seeing the shit too as they're doing it. Oh, that fucking beautifully done. Uh huh. Because they took all that shit out of me from when I and I bet you this hits more. I, I, it can be even scarier if you're in South America because you get more of the cultural details. That is what I wanted to get to because I think a lot of this must be uh, cultural, like to that area because it seems to be a lot of the same things that every child is afraid of mm-hmm. the monster under the bed. Yeah. Or it, the thing that I was thinking even more about is it seems like kind of, and I was thinking about the house that Jack built when I was watching this, this seems like kind of almost an excuse to put some of the most horrible shit that you could see on screen, yeah. but they actually wrote a good story around it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come off as that. It doesn't come off as just trying to be as disgusting as possible, but it's a lot of root fears. 
It, it's yeah. not some made up demon. It's not. And if you think about it too, if you want to talk about culturally, and, and I know this is a stretch, but but kind of take a ride with me here. Um, they said that it, it manifested through water. And what was something we saw before, La Jarona, the, the crying lady, the, the spirit protector of the water, the one that takes its own, the vengeance. That, so when they tied the demons or whatever it is, the other dimensional creatures to water, I kind of drew that into me culturally. In the back of my head, I was thinking Jarona because it could get you through the water. And, you know, it's come to claim a death, that kind of stuff. See, the only pushback I have against that is that when they bring in, was it, uh, the guy in the beginning whose wife gets fucking beat to death by an invisible force. Well, isn't that the neighbor of, yeah, yeah. he was the neighbor and he came in and saw that, didn't he? Or was that his wife? Oh, no, that was his wife. I'm sorry, because Digoberto or whatever was the neighbor. Right, and then we see him sitting down with the dream team of John Albrecht and uh, Rosenstein. And you know all I thought of. And uh, they say that it happened before in the U.S. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that would be the only pushback I would have against like the La Llorona theory. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying, whether, whether that's overt or subtextual, if that's part of what's in your head from when you're a kid, water spirits, you may not consciously get it, but it's there. Right, and I was trying to figure out, because they do leave a lot of uh, open-ended questions, trying to figure out what these monsters are, because <coughs> they say that water is how you know uh, microorganisms mm-hmm. transfer throughout basically the entire world. Right. But then they also say that they're interdimensional demons. Right. And that leads me to the <coughs> kind of what we've already talked about, is that nobody knows. Right. And it's made clear throughout the... They constantly make sure, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I think we should continue researching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's just, I think it's important that we document everything while people are getting their heads dragged through the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I was leading... When we were talking about the earned jump scares. Mm-hmm. Because that entire scene where uh, uh, Funes, the policeman, yeah. walks into the door and Albrecht is sitting there with her fucking... Warlock, witch weather vane, or whatever the fuck that is. Well, it was the Witcher thing. Yeah, it was cool as shit. Hell yeah, it was. It was a nice addition. Is the I don't need that, but thank you for adding it. Well, I like that all three of these um, investigators had different methods. Uh huh. And I loved that because it showed that nobody knew what they're doing, but somehow all of them were somehow attuned to know about these things, but from different focuses. And as a huge geek, that that just tickled me like a motherfucker. Yeah, but earn jump scares because Jano, or not Jano, uh, Funes walks in and he's telling Albrecht that, like, hey, I want to go. I want to leave. And she's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. And then the, that fucking arm comes out of the wall and just cranks her fucking neck. That Fuck is me. such an earned jump scare that I, I can't strike it well, for that. No, and what I liked about it is had they done it a minute earlier, a second earlier, it would have been a cheap jump scare, but... That crack had been there. She had been there. She'd been there for a minute, talking back and forth. And I guess in the back of my head, I forgot about what I was originally afraid of. So that when it happened, it was like I got scared twice. Because I was like, I was scared because I thought it was going to happen. And it didn't. It fucking did. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Or, uh, or the child getting hit by a bus. Oh, Jesus. That It's one of the few times where I've... And I, I've said it on the podcast every time that it happens. I'm very truthful about it where I out loud just went, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. 
Well, my kids were home today, and I had to watch the last little bit. So they, I had made sure they were. You know, they, they conked out around two, and I had to wait till they went to sleep to finish this. But yeah, I fucking popped it on there, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm glad they weren't in here. Because uh, you know they they see like parts of underworld and whatever the wife is watching. They see yeah. violence and zombies' heads this, explode. This ain't that. But this is not that. I mean, you got to fucking try to explain to a nine year old dude. That's why I tell you to look both ways. I don't know what the fuck you'd say. But it's that kid getting hit by a bus is set up fucking beautifully Mm -hmm. because they're playing soccer in the street. Kid kicks the ball toward camera. Camera's Mm -hmm. fixed on a spigot. Kid runs up, grabs his ball, turns the spigot on, starts taking a drink because it's hot. It's Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. Voice tells him, what are you doing? Get out of here. Like from the house. And he backs up into the street, into a bus. And yeah, it's so fucking beautifully set up that I can't be mad at it for killing a child Mm -mm. or the jump scare. And then when the fucking kid's sitting at the goddamn table with the goddamn footprints coming to fucking muddy handprints from the goddamn (laughs) grave all over the goddamn house. Fuck a bunch of all that. That was horrible. Oh, Oh my God. And then the worst part of the whole film is because they hint that the, it's moving and you know it had to get there you saw to get the, like i said you saw the setup but it's not moving and when it knocks over the milk you don't see any change in it so later th- this sets up this other scare beautifully when the other boy the boy who would play with that little boy uh-huh saw him and there's like what the fuck what the, the kid's like what the fuck he's looking he's looking and then all of a sudden you see that fucking corpse's head turn and you hear that rotted flesh move and the gooiness and everything and it just ah uh, I, I i i had to ha- i had to stop the movie and have a cigarette because it was a little harsh <laughs> so uh yeah should we talk about the uh the kills here or at least the good scares please do all right because the uh the setup is uh bella something i forget it's a very spanish last name the neighbor whose oh, wife gets I, pummeled. Yeah. He, he hears or something. Yeah. He hears his, uh, neighbor who's supposedly been doing construction. Mm-hmm. Oh, banging God. around at five o'clock in the morning, runs out in the street in his underpants and is screaming at his neighbor. Cause they share a wall. Yeah. Trying to publicly shame him. And he comes back in and goes, Oh, that's not hip. Clara, Clara. And his wife is, uh, suspended. Yep. Midair, mm-hmm. slamming into the walls of their shower. Back and forth. Bam. Turn around. Bam. Just like a duck in a shooting gallery. Bam. Oh. Bam. Bam. And just dead as fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was really good because he walks up and he grabs her yelling, Clara, Clara, Clara. Right. Her body stops moving while her head is just being slammed into the wall. Oh, my God. And, and that's what made it all the more unnerving because it solidifies these are here to do harm. Yeah. They're they're not about they're not even about possession shit. They're just gonna fuck shit up. And never does it start off like almost like an exorcism movie where it starts off slowly. No. It, this little infestation things start happening. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the neighbor who's supposedly doing remodeling has a, a giant naked monster that lives under his bed. Oh my fucking god. And that's what I'm getting at. It's these root fears that we have. Mm-hmm. It's the attack by an invisible force. When you, and what messed me up the first, like when I first time, or I don't know if it was the first <laughs> or the second time I saw that weird naked body under the bed, you saw it had feet, but then I saw the one where you could see both of them. I'm like, fuck, is it bent over halfway or is it two of them? No, 
No. Just no. Yeah, it is a gigantic naked monster. It was wrong. And uh, that's about the point in this film where I said, I like this because they're ju- they're doing some kind of like spooky spookies. Mm-hmm. They're also do- doing monsters. Yeah, and, and they're not explaining shit, thank God. Uh-uh. Because I... The, like, okay, they, they had a different thing going on, a police investigation. And they followed through with, you know, the little beats that they needed to do from it. But everything else was happening so much, we didn't even care. We did not care at fucking all. Or at least I didn't. Yeah. But now I thought about it. If the movie had just been about that and there had been regular murders or whatever, and there was just a tiny bit of paranormal, it still would have been a good movie. Yeah. But this made it a great movie, I think. Yeah, when you tie a good story onto it and good characters. Because I think Funes, and I wanted to talk to you about this specifically, because you have talked about how, what is it, your nope factor? It's the unasked factor, yeah. How how long would it take you to get the fuck out of there? Yeah. And... I want to talk about that, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Because they not only give Funes every opportunity to leave, they encourage him to leave, mm-hmm. and he stays. But, but no, he attempts to leave. But every time he attempts to leave, because he's a police officer, there's that sense of duty. Sense of duty, you know, fuck, these people are dying. I, I don't know, maybe I can save one. You know, he mm-hmm. comes back, but then he goes again. He comes back, and he goes again. And it, it, it's played beautifully because... You're seeing him wrestle. It's not, I mean, I know me. Fuck. I don't, I, I really don't know what, I'm pretty sure I would run. I always say I would run. I'm pretty sure I'm running. Uh-huh. But they show reasons to stay. There's honest, valid reasons. It's not like, you know, it's not like that one cop from the last movie had absolutely had to stay because of a promise to her father. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, people are dying. This is what I'm, I got, I'm too old for this shit. I'm going to retire. I yeah. fucking got a heart condition, but fucking people are dying. And it, I, I, don't, I don't even think it's a sense of a, like a policeman's duty. No. He's a human being. Yes. Who's also been affected by this and is... It, Acted beautifully by this actor. Absolutely. Because he adds uh, sort of levity Mm -hmm. to this film with his facial uh, maneuvers. I was going to mention the reaction faces he does. Yes, because for pretty much the entire thing, he's had it. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) And he is... He Danny Glovered it from Jump Street, buddy. Yeah, he is what I was calling unintentionally intentionally funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it basically, like when he's talking to Yano, uh-huh. he's like, hey, you're not scared of anything, right? <laughs> well, uh, I got this dead kid at this table. You want to mm-hmm. come take a look at this shit? Yeah. You, you've seen some shit here. Tell me, explain this, motherfucker. Uh-huh. And every time, like when he's talking to uh, uh, Rosenstock, he's like, man, I don't think I should be here. And Rosenstock's like, yeah, I don't think you should either. Yeah. And he's but- just like... He gives the face of, like, who the fuck is this wild-eyed maniac? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you had fucking fierce contagious on me. You can leave. In fact, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't fuck my shit up. <laughs> but, yeah, Funes, not only in just the actor, in the character, is mm-hmm. just the absolute perfect, I guess, main for this. Mm-hmm. Because he has that investigative spirit, but he also has this condition what yep. caused it? I don't know. Some people just have health conditions. Yep. We ain't explaining shit else. Why would we explain that? <laughs> Fuck you. And, and, and they even do a lot of 
they can they cooled it down even in horrific situations with the mundanity of, well, fuck, we can't keep the body here. And we got to get it back, but we're not sure if it's going to come back. So we're going to cement this fucker in. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the fridge. We'll, we'll just put some shit on top. And we'll hear it crash if the, the goddamn thing moves again. Uh-huh. So they're being practical as fuck. They're doing, they're, they're like, okay, I don't know if I believe it or not, but there's fucking kids here and there's footprints. So let, let, let's cement this fucking kid in. <laughs> let's just do that. <laughs> we, uh... We we really don't know what else to do. Yeah. Let's uh let's try and keep this goddamn corpse in the ground, shall mm. we? Everyone sound good? Okay, but oh, we yeah. can't move the body right now because literally everyone is looking. Yeah. Oh, and and they they tied like I loved how they tied like video phones in with it. I mean, at no time was anybody not able to communicate. And what I thought was very, very interesting and very hard to do and keep together (coughs) is this isn't an insular story. This isn't like a family being possessed. This isn't a haunted house. This is like just a part of a neighborhood. Right. An entire neighborhood that's been affected by this fucking Mm -hmm. otherworldly, other dimensional, light, dark, cohabitating ghouls. And and another way they, I just realized another way they hid those earned four jump scares. Initially, Anytime you saw one of the supernatural detectors, they were calm, cool, and in control because they'd seen it before and survived. They'd seen it before, well, you know, shit gets bad, but, you know, they, they make you see shit, so you run. So you just don't be afraid of shit, and everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, okay. As a viewer, <laughs> sure. I'm like, they're not getting fucked up. Okay. Uh, yeah. More of that, please. Nope. Yeah. Calm. That's when the scares hit. You're like, fuck, that's goddamn you. Goddamn you for being that good. So I think my absolute favorite character is Rosenstock. Mm-hmm. The uh, Argentinian Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Just these bright blue eyes and just this unhinged maniac who's out ghost hunting. Couldn't even speak Spanish. No. Well, could you speak Spanish? Not his first language. No. Not, not in the slightest. No, he's just this dude that wants to hunt these demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want to see what his everyday life is like. Because he was nonplussed, and he was telling his, this big burly cop with a gun, which mm-hmm. was fucking useless, thank you. <laughs> it yeah. never got used. It got pulled out a bunch of times, never got used. Nope. Because, <laughs> like, what the fuck's it going to do? Yeah. I might shoot the neighbor. What? What if this isn't real? Fuck. I want to see that guy go to the bank and just see how he interacts with people in an everyday <laughs> situation. Do you, do you think he walks it up every place? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to make a withdrawal. Like, all right, man, just calm your eyes down. I don't need this bullshit. <laughs> okay, I'll, I will do everything just to look at me. Here's an extra five if you don't look at me, please. <laughs> yeah. Just don't make eye contact, ever. Yeah, he's a very unnerving-looking individual. <coughs> yes. And then we have Jono, the uh, Argentinian Anthony Hopkins. Yes. I've seen that guy fucking growing up. I've seen him in every goddamn thing. That guy just doesn't not work. It's the same situation as, uh, what was, goddamn it? Never mind, but the other movie... Sure. With yeah, fan, that guy. Fancy Spanish guy. Oh, Fancy Spanish Rack? Yeah. Well, I just... He's <laughs> one of those faces that I've seen growing up, like, in commercials or in this part of that movie or part of this movie, because all the kitchens I worked in, if they had TV on, it was Spanish TV, and... Yeah, so he's in everything. Fucking great. He's that guy. Love uh-huh. him. And the, I really... Like I said, we've been talking about the characters. The, uh, the neighbor... Mm-hmm. That's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. That guy is a fantastic actor, James. Yeah. Because, you know, 
of all the ways you could imagine you could portray somebody who saw it but is not sure he saw it or just completely fucked over by a situation, usually you see choices like a complete shell, uncommunicative, completely disassociated, mm-hmm. or complete victim or complete w- vengeance or complete... This guy's just like, I don't fucking want to talk to you. I've already talked to everybody. Go fuck yourself. These guys said they were going to fix me or fix this. Nothing's got... Now you're asking me questions. Go to... I've given my statement. Eat a bowl, you know? Well, no. The uh, the neighbor that's losing his mind that has oh. the giant under his bed. Oh, that, that guy, guy is a fantastic actor. Oh. While he's sitting at his desk just crazy, saying, I need to talk to this doctor immediately. Mm. I saw it. <laughs> and that was a jab at healthcare, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But I, I think both portrayals were amazing in different ways. Because he's frazzled. The, the actor looked like he didn't honestly sleep for a week. Yeah. And the fear in his eyes was palpable. You were just like, oh, when he's standing in front of his house because he doesn't want to go back in, mm-hmm. it was one of it's like the fucking Jack Nicholson staring out the window in The Shining. Yes, yes, I would put it at that fucking level. It's amazing, as he's just standing with his briefcase and coat slumped over, completely dejected and fucking used up. Yep. Oh man, he's absolutely perfect. And Albrecht. <laughs> Oh, that, that goddamn weird lady. Mm-hmm. There was one scene, though, I will tell you this. There was one scene where they were all sitting at the table together, and I was waiting for her to put on, I was waiting for somebody to put on that weird mask. Yep. Yeah. Because she, she was put together, and I thought she was doing the same thing. I don't know if that, I don't remember which movie came out, which went, but I think they were probably around the same year, weren't they? 2017? As what? It was a movie with fucking, the, the, with scribbles and a fucking plague mask, and they were talking to demons, and she would whisper, and he would write it down fast. Oh, uh, Insidious? Insidious. I'm thinking this came around around the same time. The, the stupid gas mask? Yeah, well, I'm just saying it was very reminiscent oh, of Insidious that. Oh, Insidious was like 2011? Oh, okay. Maybe even earlier. Okay, well, that was a nod, too, then, because they're all sitting at the table. She kind of looks like what's-her-butt. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I laughed when she pulled up the contraption. I was like, oh, they're doing a warlock. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, there was no bad beats in this movie, buddy. I know. Because and- I was, I, I honestly, I don't know why I feel like sometimes I got to find something about a movie. So I looked for a minute. And I'm like, fuck it. Even if there is something, I don't care. I like this movie too much. And I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Yeah, I just, I and I really like the uh explanation of the dark and the light coexisting Mm -hmm. in these spaces and it's all about the angle that you look at things and that you know maybe there are things in this world that you cannot explain like we will never know everything about this and that's what i was kind of thinking like is this an eco horror movie because they were talking about him being interdimensional but also using water to spread yeah but they didn't really hammer that point at all exactly if they if it would have been a th- if thematically they would have had to pull it up a couple times if they were making a uh, like you know making an overarching point yeah and that's what i was saying but if they were going for eco horror that it, i do appreciate that it lacks all of the uh how do i want to say Preachy uh, shit? Yeah, the l- real, like, hard left-leaning, uh, you know, save mm-hmm. the forests and whatever. Like, I understand that's important. 
but I don't need it shoved down my throat in my horror movies. No, nah, and, and I, like, I like my preaching subtly. Yeah. I like to know I'm not, I don't like to know I'm preached to. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed how it ends because it's got the neighbor who, was he detained this entire time? Yeah, he's been in fucking, <laughs> I don't know, I think he's in a, a mental institution. That's what I was thinking, but what? he's also just wearing like a nice sweater. Yeah, sure he got to get some shit from home, I don't know. I have no idea, but, uh, but he's, he's sitting at the table, yeah. much like he was with the uh, the dream team earlier. Yeah, with again, these he's three. over it. He's fucking over it. You can see it in his face. Uh huh. And they're questioning him about like, have you seen these three people? He's like, oh yeah, yep, yep. Know exactly who they are. Uh, have you seen this policeman? He's like, yeah, that was my uh, my neighbor. Yeah, I saw him at her son's funeral after he got hit by that fucking bus. Yeah. They're like, well, uh, he's a fugitive. He mm-hmm. burned down your house with a bunch of people inside. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> what you know? Yeah. You know anything and not said? Yep. And he points to the empty room and says, did you guys bring him with you? Uh-huh. And apparently it was the ghost of Rosenstock. And I love the fact that they... He's like, who is it? And he takes the picture of Rosenstock, puts it right there. Uh-huh. Fucking chair, 3D's you right in the fucking face. But I really love that all three of the new like investigators all look at each other and like, ah, Rosenstock. Like yep. it, it really reminded me of, uh, and it's funny because it's two Keanu Reeves movies, uh-huh. like a uh, Constantine yes. or a John Wick, where there's like this weird society that you don't know about yeah. that exists in this much larger world and this weird fight between these multi-dimensional demons and whatever else. It's just these dudes that all kind of know each other. And I was like, ah, fucking Rosenstock. Well, you know what I like? And now you think about it. Like, there's certain movies I watch where I'm like, like if, prime example, the John Wick movies. I want to see a movie about the cleaners or those fucking rockabilly chicks that answer the phone. I want to see a whole movie about those motherfuckers, right? It's like, they decided to do a whole movie about these weird motherfuckers. And here it is. Uh Uh-huh. It's, it's and they that, hinted the society, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's a society per se, but it reminded me of that. It's just like, yeah, there's this underground world that, like, you and I don't know about. Well, and that's what one of my favorite bunch of novels. Uh, God damn it. Now I can't remember his name. But there's a, a detective in Chicago who's also a warlock. <laughs> and it's written in a noir form, and it's semi-humorous, but it's also plausible. So, you know, like... The, the fae aren't just like fairies that dance around in sprites. They're fucking red caps and sh- fucking shit that will just eat you and, you know, skinwalkers and shit. And there's a loose society base there and everybody kind of knows each other by reputation and nobody else kind of sees it. And so that was also in this movie when you look at it that way. And so it's pulling shit from all different kinds of fiction that I like. Uh-huh. And just throwing it in there. And again, you, you talk about the writing. You know, it, it, it is fucking there. It, that's what I was saying, is that it sounds like we're just saying a bunch of splatter shot shit that happens, and it is. Mm-hmm. But if you are good enough to tie all of that together and still give us no clues, no answers, and still leave me wanting to watch anything else that might have to do with this because I want to fucking know, Yes. and I really hope they don't tell me. Absolutely. I mean, because you can go one of two ways. You can, you can RoboCop 3 it. Hell yeah. Or you could saw it. And I fucking get tired of these things where everything means something and everything calls back and the end movie gives you the denouement and you know 7,000 different things and blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, who the fuck cares Man. after a minute? Yeah, the saw lore is surprisingly dense. Right. But I'm like, you can do movies two ways. I don't want this movie to even RoboCop 3 it. No. I just want this movie to exist and not ever be another one of these because it's been done right. It, it Absolutely. Like, almost perfectly. Yeah. Like, I will say, again, there is a... It's very short, which I Yay. think... Yes, and I wanted to talk about that, too, because we talk about that being a very positive thing quite often, and it sounds like we just don't have the patience to sit through no, a long movie. No, I fucking movie. love a Ben Wheatley. But here's the thing. If you're going to make a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I better be entertained for all two-and-a-half fucking hours of it. They could not keep that pace. No, and that's why I think you and I not only tend to draw towards shorter movies because we are busy, we have shit going on, yeah. and it is a little easier for us, <laughs> but it's the same reason that I have a problem watching like television series. Yeah. Tell your fucking story. And, it, and I love the, the, okay, short ones can be horrible, but I've only spent an hour and a half on it, okay, or an hour and 25. Or they can be fucking streamlined, well-written, fucking... <laughs> You just, know, tuned engine motherfuckers that just cruise on down and pull you down this track with them. Uh-huh. And that's what makes it worth it because I, I believe, I, I personally believe that if you want to really, really tighten up your creative process, put a bunch of, put like three constraints on it yeah. and fucking work within those constraints and do the most beautiful can, thing you can within those constraints. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep it tight, if you, if you can pull it off, Something like this happens, and it's worth every ounce of work it took with those constraints. Because usually I can very much notice when you try and transition from, okay, here's your spookies, to, okay, now we have to catch up and tell some of the story. Right. It's usually very apparent. Mm-hmm. If I mean, you can tell, obviously, in this movie, but it flows very, very naturally from one to another. Mm-hmm. And that's why the writing is beautiful, because... Mm, it gets everything right. Absolutely. And, it, and it's compact. It doesn't stop. And even when it takes a down moment from the spookies, it's giving you, and it's weird to say vital story in a story where we don't know what happens, but it's giving you all of the clues as to what is going to happen next, and it's leading you into that trap. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's both meeting my expectations and surprising me. Because shit needs to be there, and it's there. Uh-huh. You know, and, and I can't conscientiously tell you, but to make a horror movie a decent horror movie, elements have to be there. And they pretty much have to be there at certain spots to make a movie work. Uh-huh. But all the shit, the unexpected shit, is like they set up, and they don't meet the expectation. And they do later, or they'll hit you early, or their, their timing is beautiful on this. And that's what I was saying with, like, a two-and-a-half-hour, like... Drawing again back to the house that Jack built would have been a lot better if you cut about 45 minutes out of that film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Easily would have kept my interest. And I don't think it's more artistic at all to have a two and a half hour film. I absolutely, and I've said this time and time again, and I will f- f- fight anybody on this. Midsommar, mm-hmm. Midsummer is a boring ass movie it's a two and a half hour long wicker man mm-hmm. nobody needs that cut right. that motherfucker down by 45 minutes okay you might have my interest mm-hmm. because you're wasting my time if you can be gorgeous and keep my interest for two and a half hours mm-hmm. then that would probably be better than terrified that's like an hour and 28 minutes well it's like all the moons exactly that's fucking 
same beauty, same everything. It, it made its point. It got there. And it had the art in it. It didn't need to be two and a half hours long. I'm trying to really think of a two and a half hour movie. The only one I can tell you that I will watch every goddamn time, and it's not even a work art or anything, is fucking The Great Escape is like 10 hours long, especially when you watch it on TV because <laughs> oh, of commercial breaks. Yeah. You can watch that all goddamn afternoon, and every time it's on, I will watch all four hours of that motherfucker. Here, what is it? Uh, uh, the movie, it's De Niro, uh, Once Upon a Time in... In America? Is that... The one where it's in... Uh, they're, they're, or Once Upon a Time in New York or something. It's something like that. Yeah, I yeah. forget. Sergio but, Leone in New York. They're I've, fucking mobsters. Yeah. I, I've never seen it, but it's yeah, it's like four and a half hours long. And I've every seen time, it. Every time I've thought about it, like, you know what? No, I don't have this kind of time. It was worth watching once. Like, the biggest offender of that, I think, is Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it, when it pops up and says intermission, you just go, all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> If you need this, then you can fuck yourself. <laughs> Get on with the show, Coppola. I think the only other long-ass movie I can watch is Papillon. Sure, man. Well, no, it's just, I, th- I read the book when I was like 14, and that fucking must have read that. One of those books that I read over and over and over, that and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest fucking constantly. Explains a lot about me, doesn't it? <laughs> No, I, I already know all I need to know about you. I'm done intaking new information. <laughs> but but Papillon is one of those if, ones. After learning about your love of shoes, that's when I officially clicked off the, all right, well. <laughs> you, you just don't understand the joy of a fucking nice pair of shoes, homie. No, I, I do, but when I, when I get text messages from you, hey, I found these. Like, cool, man. They were I, fucking bomb-ass shoes, dude. All right. <laughs> But no, getting back to what we were saying is that I do appreciate an hour and 28 minute long movie that stays focused and gets every fucking scare that it can possibly get into it with the story. Mm -hmm. It's so goddamn good. And I would much rather sit through that than any fucking long epic. You know, I've been trying to make a car analogy this whole time and I realized I don't know shit about cars. I don't even know why I was trying. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know, man. (laughs) My brain wanted to do something different, and my, it, it just didn't have the ammunition afterwards. I'm like, dude, don't go down that route. Well, I want to. No, I, I don't got nothing. <laughs> just make an astrophysics pun. Oh. Well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Come on, brain. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but th- this thing is leaning mean, and I love every second of it. And, I mean, the performances in it are absolutely fantastic. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again, but it's very hard for me sometimes when we watch these foreign mm-hmm. films because I can't pay attention to the performances as much mm-hmm. because I'm reading subtitles to keep up with the story. But when I can really, really appreciate the, yeah, the look of terror on well, well, the neighbor's the inti- face. Even if you don't speak Spanish, when you can hear it, you're hearing intonation. You're hearing, you know, you're hearing emotion. So emotion can be shown without words they're using words but you can sense it and that's that's the strength of the acting is they're emoting they're transcending language and what i did too is i listened to it because i'm trying to sharpen up my spanish a little bit anyway is i i rewatched it for a half an hour just in spanish and um my spanish is shitty but the acting with the spanish that i understood i I was fucking riveted man so it, it stands up no matter what and I think I have a little almost easier time with like Spanish language movies because I mean living in America I hear Spanish a lot more oh, yeah. than I hear when we watch like a uh, 
Indonesian movie? Yeah, like an, an Asian foreign film. Yeah. When I don't get the uh, intonations and the, any of the dialect, what have you, it doesn't ring through for yeah. me whatsoever, and I have to pay attention to the subtitles, like, intently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little easier for, just for my brain to go, okay, well, you can kind of pay attention, because you know a few Spanish words here and there. <coughs> mm-hmm. But, man... That dead kid, James. Oh, fuck me running. Because I've seen, like, you know those pictures of the kids in, in, in the glass coffins in, in Sicily? Because they, they preserved them so that... Yeah. The, yeah. It was kind of like that, only it didn't take. You yeah. know what I mean? Sitting in that, that nice that nice Damien suit he was wearing. Oh, boy. Oh, oh god damn. That's and, what I was wondering. Did they not change his clothes, or did they just bury him in the clothes he got hit by that bus in? Well, I thought he got hit in a t-shirt and jeans, and it looked like he was wearing, um, it looks like he was wearing, like, a, I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, suits that are with shorts and black <laughs> socks and shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that looks like what he was buried in. Man, in that little edition, mm-hmm. and this is, again, I'm going to credit the writing just because it's fucking brilliant to throw in there. The little edition of Jono walking up and looking at his fingers and going, oh, yeah, see how his fingers are all torn away? Yeah, Yeah, he was clawing at the dirt for a few days. A few days. And just hearing that and you just go, oh, fucking God damn it. That's a five-year-old kid. Yeah, that was, and that hit me right in the fucking dads, man. Uh Uh-huh. Hit me right in the goddamn dads. That was harsh. (laughs) When uh, 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 Funes walks back in and Angela or whatever is just hanging. Dude, I was, yeah, that was, that was the emotional kick in the fucking nuts. That was Mm -hmm. the one I was talking about. That when he turns around and fucking hanging there, you're just like, God damn. (laughs) Yep. Because I mean, you just, like when she showed up, to, well, we're leaving now, and he's finally, fuck, we're going. Yeah, after he had a heart attack. Yeah, the kid's in the goddamn back seat. Uh-huh. She had dug him up out of the fucking cemented up mausoleum. She's out of her fucking mind now, obviously. She lost her son. Supernatural shit. She's fucking shown that her, hu- her ex-husband has fucked them all up, taken the boy back and buried him and done all this shit. So now he's the villain. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and all this shit just... Boom, it all culminates really quickly. It's been set up. It's not a cheap anything. But you're not really paying attention. Then when it comes all at one time, you're like, fuck me running. And the other one where, um, God damn it, Albeck, she's dead. He's in the car. And a fucking corpse pops its head up against there, but leans over backwards so you can see the face and the torso. Yeah. God the, damn. The, the head is running because... I mean, with its neck snapped backwards, because yeah. uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, God, that fucked me up. Another real easy pitfall that they could have uh, wandered into, and this is where explaining things too much would have really bit them in the dick, mm-hmm. was when the crazy neighbor with the giant under his bed, when they yes. go into his apartment, and they're like, so what happened to my neighbor? And they're like, we don't know. Yeah. He just disappeared. Nobody's seen him in days. Yeah. That's the last we see of him, too. Yeah. He doesn't come back in a craze anything. He is fucking gone. And I thought we would see, we would thought see his corpse or, or the fact that he had left or anything. No, he has just disappeared. The same thing with... Compound, and that compounds to, well, what can these fucking things do? Mm-hmm. And is... Nobody knows! And is the police officer gone or dead? Did he die of a heart attack? What happened? Is he hunting, now is he hunting monsters in another state? Is he fucking, did he release old boy from the hospital? Because, dude, you were right. You saw this shit. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. 
You know, you, it, it leaves so many questions, but I don't feel cheated for having those because sometimes you're like, you feel like they're setting up questions for a sequel. No, they're, they didn't seem to at all. They're just like, fuck you. Uh-huh. This shit's happening. Like, Sleep nice tonight, motherfucker. I just love this setup, though. I And we've talked about it, but I just want to go back over it because I fucking love it. The setup to Albrecht getting her fucking neck snapped is, mm. is uh, Funes walking in and saying like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Look at my hands. You see all this blood on my hands? This is the blood of my friend. This is not me. There's none of this mine. I'm not wounded. Yeah, no. She's just like, oh, you're right. You should go and you should clean your hands. You shouldn't have blood on your hands. You here. didn't you didn't wash your hands on the sink by any chance, did you? No. They like blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They just happen to like blood. And, and but it had it had been set up earlier when he was with what's his butt? Um crazy eyes. Dude, you best get that blood up. <laughs> They're yep. going to be looking for that shit. Just get it up. Clean all of it. Yep, it's one of the few things that we know is that uh, they really like it. Oh, yeah. That, that fucked like, me up. It's when, like catnip to these motherfuckers. Because, you know, when he first, when all this shit was magnetized underneath the cabinets? Uh-huh. And he's, I'm like, dude, don't fucking do that. What? <laughs> Just don't do that. He does it again. And I'm like, well, I guess it's okay. He does it one more time. I'm like, dude, that shit. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stabs his hand. It's sucking my blood, dude. Fucking do something. That was such a cool shot because it's so easy to do. All they did was just reverse the film and yeah. of a, a blood droplet trickling down. Yeah, and, and they and just a, turn it upside down. And on top of Duh. that, we're left to imagine what the fuck's doing that to him in that cabinet. Uh-huh. And fucking Crazy Eyes is obviously in pain. And it's like, dude, fucking do something. But he is not. Like, I'd be. Fuck, fuck, get off. Do something. No, he's like, dude, you fucking do something now, please. It's like he was expecting it. Like, this has happened before. Dude, this this sucks. Do something, please. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That He can't be a fun individual to, like, meet at a cocktail party. No, no. So, who are you? Did you know there's interdimensional ghosts that live under your bed sometimes? (laughs) Like, oh. Great. Cool, man. Um... And you, and you notice even Albrecht ain't hanging with him for real, real. It's like, that's an associate of mine. You know, that we take notes together and shit. He's, he's the best I could get on short notice. Yeah. So he, he's going to go stay over there. He's not going to fuck my shit up. I don't care what he does. I've got my shit. Because as we learn at the end, Rose in stock. <laughs> yeah. He seemed clued in as fuck, though. Because if you think about it, they're making fun of him, but he knew shit. James, yeah, I love this movie. This is something you you always ask, and I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer this before you ask me. Fucking everybody I know is gonna watch this goddamn movie. I'm gonna be proselytizing about this goddamn movie. I'm just I'm just standing on the pulpit talking about this goddamn movie. This this is up there with uh, our uh, Impedigors or oh, His yeah. Houses or any of these movies that we've really praised. Good God, is this movie good? And each of them have their own merits and you can't really compare them to a lot of things because it it, it carved its own niche uh-huh i haven't seen anything before like this there's parts of it i've seen in other movies and it follows a structure that i'm com- familiar with but they made it different enough to make it cool as fuck uh-huh and and like I said, I don't want them to is, ever touch this. It is a breath of fresh air. Because we, we've seen some good ones. We've seen some dogs. We've seen some hard-to-watch ones. But, God damn, this was... I was happy to have seen this one. Because I still... It's still rough for me. I still have to kind of get myself ready. Okay, got to watch the old spookies. Because mm, this is not my first love. 
Yep. And it's not the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning. I don't have horror posters and shit. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. What? Because I believe you sent me a text that said, this movie scared me so goddamn bad in the first 10 minutes that yeah. I had to walk away from it. Dude, I, and, and I'm, beca- I'm learning to appreciate that because it, it takes an artistry to scare me like that. Because I can be scared by gore and I can be scared by jump, jump scares, but they're superficial scares. Yeah. It's I, you got me. Oh, f- okay. Who? Who? Don't, don't say boo again. I got to sit down, okay? You know, but this... <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well played. Uh-huh. But this, this movie scares me deeply. Like, it, it scared me on the dad factor. It scared me on the husband factor. It scared me on the human being factor. It scared me on the... Uh, the the unasked factor because he was literally trying to leave and the few excuses that I might have to not unass were the ones that hit him just like well god damn they're dying <laughs> fuck they're dying maybe I can help I don't know what I can do if they're dying I've got a gun fuck fuck yeah what happens if an invisible force kills your wife oh shit I, I, <laughs> Yeah. Burn it down. Burn it all down. What, Burn it down. What happens when you should be afraid of the dark and there is a monster under your bed mm-hmm. and in your closet? And what if pulling the covers up over your head doesn't really work? Uh-huh. You know, because it's like in my head, you know that. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, you get to fucking hide under the covers. It can't get you. It can't get you. I'm under the covers. Nothing's, nothing's sticking out. Nothing's sticking out. You know how the kids think. And even part of my adult brain's like, fuck, you can't get me. I'm under the covers. I'm under the covers. No, fuck you. It got you. Uh-huh. And we have a history of talking about these, and I hope you'll appreciate it as much as I did. We have a history of really kind of liking uh, under the bed shots. Yes. That shot from under the bed with this these enormous legs God of this damn. gigantic naked monster running away fuck was fantastic. Because... It's like, I don't know what's under there in my imagination, but I don't want it to be that now. <laughs> it's like, I didn't care what it was before. I just got, it's going to scare you. No, I specifically don't want it to be that. Because uh-huh. I, I, it wouldn't have to get me. I would die right there. Fucking look under the bed. There it was. Boom, dead. Man, when he lays down in that bed and the bed moves by itself while he's sleeping in it, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know... It moves, the, the creature moves furniture, you know, they did it in the fucking exorcist yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, a full grown man laying in this tiny bed and it just scooting across the floor. Yeah. It fucking, the title of the movie, it terrified me. The, and, and It's those base fears that this movie really gets at you on. And it and doesn't get you cheaply. No, it really scares the shit out of you. Now that you mention it though, because you think about the primal fears you can have as, as a person, as a parent. As a, as a person in a relationship, as a person outside of a relationship, figuring out what to do with a kid and, and a mother who's grieving and all this shit. And then to have it fucking shown to you with the death. You don't know if she hung herself or that thing hung her. Uh-huh. We don't know of any time that we've seen her in those last 20 minutes if she was an actual person. Right. Who was really there. Right. And, and, and it hit me right in a fuck me. Uh-huh. The whole thing. I, I, I had my verbal explanation or exclamations while children were in another room. Good thing they've heard those words before because otherwise I would have been, they would have been walking around all day going, fuck, 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 
fuck, why? I don't know, Dad said it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, God damn. Yeah, there's a lot of fuck moments in this movie. Yes, and well-earned, well-placed, and just well-shot. And it wasn't pretty, pretty. The shots were, the shots were well done. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I liked about it is I didn't, except for a few set shots, I didn't notice them as shots because I'm now beginning to learn how movies are made. But it, it pulled me away from it enough that I didn't notice the artistry in it. I, it was a good enough piece that you didn't see that, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of hid itself from me. Yep. Because I know it has to be a movie, and it has to do certain things, and it has to set scenes up. and ha- But they hid all that stuff real fucking good. Yep. And that made it even better. And that's why it couldn't have held up. It couldn't have held up longer because then you would have started seeing the zippers and you would have started seeing, you know, you would have started seeing the puppet arm or you would have started questioning shit. Uh-huh. And you didn't have to question shit. Nope. Mm-mm. And again, it leaves everything ambiguous. Who are these people? Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, how did they hear did- about it? How, how did this... Well, that's where they tie everything together. Because Albrecht heard about it from the crazy guy calling. The right. neighbor was obviously next door. The yeah. child was just a neighborhood kid. And the other one was had seen shit before because he was the captain of police. Yep. And, and that was a whole other relationship that I didn't even discuss. And, and, and he knew Funes because they had worked together. Funes knew the neighbor whose child died because mm-hmm. they were partners on the police force. And, and nothing All, seemed forced, though. No, and Jano uh, 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 knew about Albrecht because he had like read her books or something after he had had some supernatural uh, things happen while doing Which uh, is autopsies. stated in a movie without putting a pen in it. Yeah. Nothing's been... They have conversations. It's up to you to pay attention or not to pay attention. And they reward you. They reward you. and twi- They didn't even have to be sneaky about it. They reward you for paying attention by making, making it matter. Yeah. There weren't a whole lot of checkoff shit in here. They, they paid it off, you know. They, they, followed, they followed form. Yeah, nobody wandered in out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like in Insidious when Lin Shay just kind of shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yep. Or, uh, yeah, Sinister when Vincent D'Onofrio just pops on the screen to go, <laughs> Expo dump. Yep. And, and, yeah, it's like half to two-thirds of the way through the movie, and you're like, oh. Well, stand, so stand still. Gonna, why? I got to hit you with the clue back. Yeah, back. You, oh, you're just going to fucking say it at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm glad, that point. glad I watched your movie for you to just flat out say it, mm-hmm. you bungholes. Oh, oh, James, this is a fantastic film. But hmm. in the interest of wrapping this up, because it's real goddamn cold Fuck out yeah. here, where can people find us? At horrorvomit.com. God damn you at, to hell. No, horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. Correct mundo, buddy. And Facebook. And you can find us on our Facebook group, Instagram page. And the ground. Uh, you can... Uh, if you would, go to any place where it is available to rate and review and do that as well. Star us up like a motherfucker. Yep. Give us all them stars, oh, baby. Make us big old mm. sloppy star hogs. Make it rain stars, baby. Mm. Like like money. Yeah. Give us money. <laughs> I, I want stars like dollar bills in an Atlanta strip club, motherfucker. And an Atlanta strip club? Have, what you, is... ever, 
Have you ever been to an Atlanta strip club? I have, as you know, on the uh, failed vacation that I attempted to take this past summer that ended up in me pretty much being homeless. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in Atlanta once, and it was simply at the airport for eight and a half hours. It's a different scene. I, I bet it is. And I have never seen money... Actual cash money flow like that in my goddamn life. I everything I've heard about strip clubs down south is that they don't fuck around. Like that is an actual thing down south. Mm -hmm. Like and, businessmen go there to conduct deals. Oh, it, which seems very inappropriate. Oh, and if you've seen some of the strip shows, inappropriate is a great way to describe it. Man, I haven't been to a titty bar in forever. Not and I'm shit. fine with it. I don't. If I never go again, I'm happy. Because here's the thing. Hmm. I don't drink anymore mm -hmm. or do cocaine anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to the strip club without either of those just coursing through me. Well, first of all, even if I had those shit coursing through me, I'm too cheap. I am fucking going. It, okay, that's fair. But on top of that, what am I fucking throwing money for? Hey, at the time, if I go to a strip club, A, I'm not getting laid. And I know I'm not getting laid in a strip club. What the fuck is the point? Uh... <laughs> That's up for debate. You can probably get laid at the strip club. Yeah, but it's easier to if if you're going down that road, just fucking hire a hooker. Down that road. Yeah, going down that route. I'm trying not to say. What are you the fucking? I'm not trying to get Chicago in here. Okay. I say, what are you the old man from? Uh, was it Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Don't go on that road. No, don't go down that route. He was also the judge in My Cousin Vinny. Your tax dollars at work there, chummy. Man. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't watch My Cousin Vinny. I think I have it on Blu-ray, and my PlayStation just refuses to play Blu-ray. I don't know why. No, no PlayStation, none of the good new PlayStations I've had. Well, granted, I always get them secondhand. I've ever played a fucking Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, it plays DVDs just fine. Oh, it plays the fuck out of them. But all my Blu-rays are now just absolutely useless. I think either Drunken Me or one of the kids stepped on it at some point. And just completely fucked up that drive because I can't play video game I cannot, discs either. <laughs> I'm trying to believe, figure out how I could spend that much money on a game system. Yeah, well, so I buy used, and if it if it half-ass plays game and connects to the internet, I'm happy. Yeah, man, I'm real bad at it. We are just kind of rambling now. Should we probably just wrap this up? Yeah, let's let's right, let's I call forgot, this one. I forgot we Good were night. doing the thing still. Yeah. All right, goodbye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. You're a liar. <laughs>